Uh, actually, my task now is to introduce Pete Nicholas, and I will do it in the following way. I could tell, but I will not, the story of how a person, a grandson of a Greek immigrant, uh, went to, decided to go to college at Navy, but only after he got there was it found that he had defective eyesight, and so with massive forethought, they sent him away, and he drifted or dribbled down the coast and ended up at Duke. I could talk, but will not, about how, no doubt thanks almost entirely to his undergraduate experience at Duke, he came to have one of the great business careers of the last generation in America. First at Eli Lilly, and then founding Boston Scientific, which, as you know, has been not only one of the most successful, but, re but continually regarded as one of the best-run corporations in modern America. When I drive along and I hear its ad, someday innovation will spread faster than disease, you know, that lodges in my mind. I could tell, but I will not, about the career, what will I tell you, wonder, uh, about the career of Pete and Ginny as philanthropists. They had a success, and then they did something good with their success. And I'm sure I don't know the tenth of what they've done. All I can tell you is, whenever I go to Boston, any good thing that's going on there turns out to be sponsored by them. Uh, and so, among others, I go to the American Academy of Arts and Sciences, and that's sponsored by them. Or I go to the Golden Door Award, where they honor immigrants. I see Victor Zhao, who won the prize last year, and that's sponsored by them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I will not talk about these things. Instead, I will only very, very briefly mention four true things about Pete Nicholas and about the Nicholas family. And then, if you will reflect, you will realize that it is the fortunate conjunction of these four facts that account for the Nicholas Institute of Environmental Policy Solutions. First is his and his family's great and abiding love of this university. You came here almost by chance, but by fate you met your wife here, you sent your kids here, you became a trustee here, you became the head of the trustees here, you ran one of the most successful fund drives in American education here, and you became a source of continual wisdom and encouragement and heart to the leadership of this university, myself included. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that. Second, while loving this university, you always were a little bit, just a little bit athwart the nature of a university to the extent that universities are places where people have ideas and are happy to have them stay in the domain of ideas. That was never your idea of a good time. You always wanted intelligence to issue in results. You didn't understand why people didn't want things to happen as a result of their ideas. But it's not just that. Listen to this phrase again. Someday innovation will spread faster than disease. It's like a race, a race between some bad thing and some good thing that might eventually make, gain some ground on it. Uh, and I think that's your whole understanding about, uh, about the issue we're here to discuss. It's not that there's not a problem, it's that we have to hope that the solution might pick up some speed and gain some ground on that, on that problem. Uh, third, you, uh, there is your uh, uh, passionate and, and intelligent devotion to the cause of the environment the environment as a nonpartisan or transpartisan issue, and the environment as something that needs contributions from every source to understand how to solve its problems. And fourth, there is just your astonishing generosity, and by this I mean not just financial, but ma magnanimity, largeness of spirit in support of the causes you support. Put these things together, and it, without these ingredients, you couldn't have what we are here to celebrate today. With it, you could. 
But the main point I want to make is, I think, understood to everyone in this room, which is Pete Nicholas is not just the patron of the Nicholas Institute. He was altogether the full partner in the creation of the idea of it. It really is his idea, as much as, or more than anyone else's, that we are here to celebrate. So will you please join me in welcoming Pete Nicholas? Thank you, Dick, for those very gracious remarks. Uh, way off the mark, but okay. <laughs> Let me first also echo um, Dick's earlier um, thanks to all of those who put in just prodigious efforts to pull off this wonderful inaugural. Uh, and even behind it, um, uh, all of the legwork that led to uh, an understanding of what this place is and what it can be. It's been a, a, a terrific uh, uh, first beginning for the Institute. Uh, and I, um, I, I'm just uh, very proud of my family and their wholehearted support of this as a very worthy undertaking for us at a point when I must tell you that as I talked to colleagues where I come from, there was very little understanding of what the good was of making this kind of an investment, what the good was of really putting resources of significant amount into an area that was in many ways, in the minds of many, overcome by the kind of hopelessness that Dick talked about as one alternative way to think about the problems. That's not the way I think about them. When, uh, when all the thinking over the past, uh, past many years uh, culminated in the idea of the Nicholas Institute, uh, I really want to give um, a credit to uh, Norm Christensen and Bill Schlesinger and Peter Lang and Nan Cohan and Dick Broadhead who were the principals in helping me understand what my restlessness was about this Nicholas School in terms of not the great things that it was doing, but by all of the, the things that it wasn't doing that could do, it might do, uh, that had to do with taking all of the fervor and the science and the enthusiasm that resided there and using it, as Buck Duke said, to do some social good. I mean, you know, this is the whole idea of the place. This is not a compromise of academic integrity, of hallowed ground, of ivory towers. Uh, it is an obligation, and I think Duke, more than any other institution that I can think of at its rank, understands that and practices that and does it proudly and well. So it is, in many ways, ob uh, obvious now as I think about it, and I've learned about this from Dick and his predecessors, this is a very logical place for the Nicholas Institute to be. 
and there is no doubt in my mind that after having spent today that the time is right, the idea is right, and the place is right, and so in that sense, the force is really with us. I asked, uh, I asked uh, Tim Profeta, the director of the institute, the charter director, first director of the institute, if he would put together some talking points for me because I frankly didn't know what really was going to happen here. And so I want to be prepared. And he sent me the talking points and they were terrific, but you know, I'm not good at talking points and so, <laughs> Um, so it, it, so you know, what are you going to say? Well, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm going to wait till I get there, and then maybe I'll have some sense of it. Well, I must tell you that uh, today, uh, for me, and I think for my family, we've talked about it. This has been a remarkable day, in the sense that I think we have seen today the promise of what this place can do. I think we understand that because all of the people who are here visiting and joining with us to celebrate this institution, uh, institute along with those who are in fact a part of the institute all get it. Everybody gets it. And that's really important for me. I didn't get a sense that I was being patronized. I got the sense that the people who came here today felt very strongly that this was really a good thing, this was a needed thing, and this was something that in many ways Duke could uniquely make happen and be successful at. So I felt very good about that. So let me confess something that I probably shouldn't tell you. I mean, it's okay, but it's probably, you know, a little, anyway. So this morning after the second plenary session, I was just flying. You know, and I thought, gee, is this just me, or is this really good? And I was so excited about what was going on that I, I got up having to take a little health break. I wandered off into the right place, and I went in, and I started looking around. I couldn't find a urinal. And there was a man in there saying, sir, this is the ladies' room. That's how euphoric I was. <laughs> I, I just wasn't really paying attention. Well, um, I loved Russell Train's uh, opening uh, comments this morning. He, he created a wonderful perspective on sort of what's happened and how people think and how we move from a very sort of national-centric, local USA kind of issue to now a much more complicated, much more enlarged global issue around the environment. I think it was a useful perspective for us, uh, and that set the stage, obviously, for the conversations we were having later. I was particularly also uh, pleased and impressed with the fact that we have strong corporate support in this endeavor, not just financially and not just spiritually, but actually in a very fundamental participatory, a participatory way. Today in specific, where we had DuPont and 
uh, Synergy, Duke Power, um, uh, Jim and uh, Linda were terrific. And I think they were talking about the kinds of partnerships that they truly understand have to happen in order to get beyond the roadblock, get beyond the confrontation, get to consensus. Not that we're going to arrive at the perfect answer up front, but we're going to get to an answer that allows us to move forward together. And in so doing, we will begin to make some progress in the direction of solving these great issues. So that's a big deal to me, because I think if the people who are going to be most affected by what we presume to make a contribution to, seems to me kind of silly that we don't involve them in our conversations that begin to ref uh, think about how to solve the problem. You're not in the plane when it takes off. You're not going to be there when it lands. And as we've seen from today, there are lots of good ideas, but there are also lots of disagreement. And if we don't get to common ground, we're not going to end up making a difference. So that's kind of what the promise is here. And to have Duke Energy reach out to this university and this institute and express confidence in the power of a partnership with the institute and the school and our climate group uh, and make the investment they did says to me, we've got the basis for a working model that we can replicate over and over again. We've got to be humble about this. We've got to be really good about this. We've got to stay focused on this. And we've got to be accountable in ways that perhaps in an academic setting is a little bit uh, sort of non-traditional. The great thing is the science people, the academic people, the people who really possess the knowledge are not simply accommodating what we're trying to do here. They're really supportive of it. They love being part of it. And they're just happy to cross the boundaries of discipline to create the teams that let us make the contribution that, in partnership with others, I know we can do. Let me close just by saying that, you know, I'm really very excited about the leadership here. And uh, I, I think you have seen today, those of you who participated, you have seen the product, early product, of the potential that Tim's leadership, Tim Profeta's leadership, suggests is possible here. And Bill Riley's uh, leadership and participation will uh, contribute to immensely. <laughs> Tim and Bill, where are you? Tim's here. Bill, where are you? Please stand up. Come on. So I'm, I'm excited about the leadership. I, I just feel so strongly that uh, they are going to help us be successful. And I am very grateful for the, uh, the undying support of Bill and Peter Lang and, and, and Dick and, and all of the collaboration that that has produced to really help get this thing off the ground and really say to all of us that the promise of this place surely will, will be fulfilled. It's another quintessential outrageous ambition of this great place. And it is something that we're now used to. And it's something that we can both dream about, but also with a very visceral commitment to be successful. So thank all of you for your support. 
Thank you for joining us for this great day and evening, and I look forward to many more great days and evenings in the years ahead. Cheers.